Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Venture Property Podcast and also the YouTube channel. Today, we are sponsored by Land Insight, which is the ultimate tool for people to find all the deals that they need. It's something which I use almost daily, and I use it to find land and work through comps on similar properties, etc., to do my due diligence. Today, if you are a regular listener, you'll know that we've changed the theme, and we are following that theme as well today. So we're talking about people's deals as case studies. So when you're watching and listening to these, I want you to go go through your deals or deals that you've looked at and think about the biggest takeaways that you've got from these people who are on and email, comment them and let me know. So today I have a really cool guest. I'm really excited. His name is Hugo Beardsell and he is an experienced property professional starting out in London in, dare I say it, he was an estate agent. I know, a criminal. He has honed his skills and since gone on to some very impressive things. I wanted to get Hugo onto the show because I know he wouldn't gloss over anything. And in his nature, he covers all of the bases and I knew that he'd be an excellent guest. And funnily enough, he rang me before and Tommy had this idea about his case study and I absolutely jumped at his idea. So hi, Hugo. How are you doing today? Hey, Ryan. Yeah, all good. Thank you. Very well. Fantastic. I'm excited to hear about your favorite deal. So shall we jump straight into it? Yeah, of course. Um, like you, like you said, um, I did want to just ring you beforehand just to double check is what you were looking for. You know, property is one of those things where um, you go onto Facebook, you go onto any sort of social media, and everybody's posting about the latest deal they've done, which has gone perfectly, um, which has been incredible, money in, money out. You know, everything, um, and most of them obviously admit the difficulties that they had um, and they omit um, quite important information. So they might have had a dip money in money deal, um, but they, you know, have funnily enough decided to not include their solicitor's fees um, and their broker's fees because actually that means there wasn't money in money out. Um, but I actually wanted to go, you know, it's like down a different tack where it was, my favourite deal was actually my first deal. And I think a lot of people probably say that, uh, you know, it's what got them into property, um, et cetera, et cetera. However, my favourite deal was my first deal because that was the one which went the worst. Um, it's the one I learned the most from. Um, actually, you know, it's... I bought it. So I was at university at the time. I was studying geography at Sheffield. Um, and um, it was my final year of university. Um, my uncle um, had got me into property and had basically said, look, this is a fantastic way to get a passive income, as they say, um, and obviously a, a potential route that you could go down after university. Now, I absolutely loved the idea um, and um, effectively I went on a course, you know, a property investment course, and I decided to, um, to give it a go, uh, as you do as a third year student. Um, so... I bought a house in Rotherham. Um, it was, I bought it for £70,000 off a, off a, a sort of a, an elderly lady who wanted to downsize into a bungalow. Um, it was a three bed, semi detached property, um, and it was worth about 100. So I paid 70, it was worth £100,000 done up. Now, the idea was that I would do some refurb to it and sell it. <laughs> anyway, I was at university having a good time. I um, bought the property, not really knowing what I was doing. Um, and, um, I then sat on it, <laughs> sat on it for over six months without oh, doing, 
anything to it. So I bought it, thought I was the bee's knees for purchasing a property. Um, and um, nobody had ever told me about council tax, water bills, um, electricity, <laughs> nothing. Right. So I rocked up and I took a couple of my friends there and I was like, look, I own a house. <laughs> um, now I, you know, negated to tell them that um, you know, my uncle had helped me very kindly. You know, he'd funded it, given me the cash to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very fortunate. Now I had obviously agreed an interest rate with him um, and I had done it, you know, the proper way and, and I was going to do it the proper way. Um, but even so, I thought it sound, made me sound really cool as if, you know, I just bought the house. So I took the friends to it and that was the first time, sort of three months in, that was the first time I picked up a council tax bill. And I was like, oh, interesting. I then picked up another letter and it was a court letter. Um, and I thought, okay, interesting. Um, I still didn't do anything. Now, all I had to do was I could have rented that property. I could have given it a lick of paint, rented it out. And in fact, I gave it to the lettings agents sort of a couple of weeks later and said, can you, can you rent this out? And they could get about £400 for it, but I wanted 450 So I said, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> and honestly, so I, I finished university. I bought it in the January. Um, I finished university in the, the, the May, started a new job, and I still had the property in uh, the September. Um, and I remember being in a state agency, walking around London, the streets of London, on the phone to Rotherham Council because I had received court letters and I was trying to pay back and, and you know, trying to pay back the money that I owed them and obviously not go to court. Um, and do you know what? I sold it for £80,000, I think, um, in the December. So I held it for just less than a year. Um, and yeah, I, pay, I paid, you know, fines and things like that. But I still made probably about £7,000 worth of profit. Mm. Um, I decided to paint it. 500 quid, I painted it and that was it. Um, the biggest lesson that I learned from that and the reason it's my favourite is because I learned you cannot just do nothing you have to do something it doesn't matter what it is Mm. rent it renovate it do something with it but you have to take action and do not bury your head in the sand because I buried my head in the sand with the court letters buried my head in the sand with um, electricity bills because A I didn't know what to do with them but B you know I was naive and didn't you know I just didn't think Um, and I could have made much more money you know i could have put in a five to seven grand refurb on that and sold it for near enough a hundred thousand pounds had i done something with it to begin with so that's why it's my favorite purchase wow so just delve into that a little bit do you know what that sounds so similar to my my first uh property transaction it was a hundred grand house worth a hundred and i paid 70 for it um strange that very very scary listening to you talk about that before so how how did you find this one was it was it for an agent or did, did you know the area um it was um didn't really know the area that well um yes it was through an agent um uh, however it as in i've seen it on right move um yep. basically i got in contact with the vendor mm directly um and she didn't want to pay the the agency fees um i don't know what sort of contract she was on um but she 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 wasn't interested um she'd also seen an advert that i had in the newspaper wow so you put an advert in the newspaper had you i has yeah back in the day i don't do that anymore it doesn't it i haven't had any success since um that and and basically she you know she wanted to move her husband 
and you know both of them they they didn't want the stairs anymore they they'd seen a bungalow they wanted to move to they moved to that bungalow um uh, they had the bungalow already they kind of agreed it they just needed to move as quickly as possible which is why they took such a hit on the price oh fantastic so they were just they had a, a dream property lined up for them i would i would ask how you knew what to do how you knew what to do with it but you just kept it as it was <laughs> i just yeah i just kept it as it was now the idea was when i bought it i was gonna put a new kitchen in a new bathroom repaint it or you know your standard um refurb really nothing particularly great just tie it up a little bit um but yeah i think it's probably a lack of confidence in knowing builders and things and i could have got in touch with um you know investors that i knew in the area but i, I didn't but also i was having such a good time at university i just didn't think <laughs> and again business is like that isn't it nobody tells you what to do you've got to bumble through your business finding these things out for yourself and then you know of course people give you little gems and and, and wisdom but actually it's not like having a going through a degree where people are telling you what to do. It's not like having a job where people are telling you what to do. You mm. have no idea what to do. And um, mm. I found that to my cost. That's a really, really good point that I, I really like, actually. There is, because there's no structure to it, is there? Oh. Like you say, when you wake up in the morning, there's not somebody going, you're, you're going to be doing this, 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 and this today, or this is what you need to do today. It all does come down to us. But secretly, we like that, don't we? I absolutely agree. Um, when I was sort of in the job, I just, I hated being told what to do. Maybe I've always been a bit of a rebel. Mm. Um, but I hated being told what to do when I thought it was wrong. As I said, you know, I've done sort of property investment courses. And certainly when I was an estate agency, I spoke to my manager about things like lease options and, you know, mm. perfectly credible, perfectly legitimate uh, ways of, of controlling property in the UK. Um, she'd never heard of it. Uh, she'd been in the business for 14, 15 years. And, and at that point, that was the point that tipped me over the edge to go full-time property and think, well, actually, I do have the knowledge here. I had no responsibilities. I just wanted to kind of push myself to do it. And, uh, but you're quite right. You know, the fact that there's no structure, we like that. I get a kick out of the fact that I am up earlier than other people um because i think oh you know i'm being more more productive or whatever it is but there's no manual for for business at all um and again that's kind of that gives me a kick because actually everything you you create is is you creating it Mm. and yes you can follow structures and follow other people and and kind of you don't want to reinvent the wheel per se however it is you you know you're the one you're the you're the person who's going to make it happen or not yeah and i really like that as well and that's that's a really, really big lesson for anybody listening as well to to really, really take that in. So this was funded. You did a loan agreement then with your uncle? Yeah, a very straightforward loan agreement. Um, he had put compound interest in there, which um, somebody who I was sort of shadowing at the time um, pointed that out to me. And he said, do you know what compound interest is? And I said, no, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> he said, right, go back to your uncle and tell him to take that out. Um, so I, I, I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a very straightforward loan agreement. He lent me the money. Uh, and the idea was that I'd repay him, obviously, from the, the proceeds of the flip. Ah, fantastic. So I think, well, we've covered what happened. We've covered the end results. Is there any of the biggest lessons? I know you have covered them. Is there any you just want to reiterate? Yeah, I think it's, look, you can be, I think my, the biggest lesson to be learned is the fact 
of the matter, you have to do something, regardless of what it is, right? You have to make a decision and you have to be um, clear with that decision. You can't, there's no good sort of thinking, well, I could do that, I could do that, I could do that, and, and kind of keep going back on what you're thinking. You've got to make a decision and stick with it. Yeah. Um, and no matter what, making that decision is better than sitting in the middle and doing absolutely nothing. And I think that's a, a valuable lesson for not just property but just for life in general mm. um you see too many people and you hear too many people saying they want to do this they want to do that they never actually make the decision to do whatever they want to do mm. and um you know this is almost a metaphor for that you know it's a case of look, look i made a bit of money but i didn't make that much money mm. on this flip um and it's like anything if you kind of stick in the middle you'll, you'll do okay but actually, if you'd made the, the real decision to go for it, you may well have come up trumps and made a lot more money. Hmm. Um, I think it was a, a mark of the strength of the deal, actually, that I still managed to make money on that one. Um, so, that, you know, it is a successful story in that, in that way. Um, but I think you've just got to, if you don't go, if you don't commit fully, then um, you're not going to, to reap the rewards. You will do okay, but you won't do any better now. Mm, I think that's a fun. I think that's fantastic. I think that's great advice for anybody listening as well. So, guys, just do think about the biggest takeaways that you've got from this. And um, Hugo, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way of them getting in touch with you? Um, you can uh, either get in touch with me with uh, via my website, which is um, www.hugobeardsort.co.uk. Um, Alternatively, please do email me um, at hugo at mysourcinghub.com. Um, they're probably the best, the best ways of, of getting in touch. And then, you know, if you want to Facebook me, absolutely, that's not a problem. Um, I might be a bit delayed getting back to you on Facebook. It's not my, my favourite medium, only because um, despite the fact I'm supposed to be part of Generation Technology, Facebook seems to um, confuse me somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty. I'll make sure that all of the links are added as well to the show notes so people will be able to just click them. It'll open up an email straight to you, Hugo, and take them straight to your website. So again, thank you so much for coming on, Hugo. It's been an absolute joy. No problem. Thank you very much for having me.